Hello, once again. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. He's back. He's back. Voldemort's back. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Essential Presents. So, as we're going through the Bible in a year, you might be also going through the Bible in a year. One of the things that people have noticed is that there are many times when God declares that He's forgiven someone, and yet there are still consequences to their to their actions. So, one incredibly famous example is that of King David, where King David has um, this horrible situation with Bathsheba, who is the wife of another man. Bathsheba becomes pregnant. David orchestrates the murder, essentially, of her husband and then takes her into, takes Bathsheba into his home, essentially marries her. And then she gives birth to a child, a son. And then the prophet Nathan comes to David and declares, like, you know, this is your guilt. And you're, you're thinking, you think you got away with this. You didn't get away with this. And David repents. And he says, I've done evil in the sight of the Lord and I ask for his forgiveness, essentially. Um, he has this incredible psalm, Psalm 51, which is a, a great psalm of repentance, a great psalm of David's being convicted by his sin and asking God for, for not only forgiveness, but like renewal in his life, a new relationship with him. And Nathan the prophet says, God for his part has forgiven your sin and yet the child is going to die. And a lot of us, we look at that and we think, oh my gosh, like, A, it seems unjust that, that someone else has to die for David's sin, right? That his child, who's completely innocent, right, is, a, is an infant, a newborn, that is, his child has to die for his own sin. That can seem unjust. But also, wait, didn't you just, didn't you just say, Nathan, that God forgives you for your sin and yet now you still have to experience the consequences of your sin? And the answer is yes. <laughs> that in God's mystery of his providence, that's not unjust, that God loves this child of David and Bathsheba as much as he loves every one of us. So whatever the destiny of the child of David and Bathsheba is, it is in the Father's loving hands. So we know that for all eternity in the Father's loving hands. And yet we recognize the reality that even though we can be forgiven, there is a consequence to our choices in this world. There's a consequence to our choices in the afterlife as well, eternal consequences, but there are also consequences to our decisions, our choices in this world. And that's, that's one of the things that we just, we just need to acknowledge, right? We need to acknowledge that there are two consequences for every decision. Every decision has an eternal consequence and every decision has a temporary or in time temporal consequence. Why is this? Because, well, because your choices matter, because you matter. And this is one of the things that, you know, if we're going to declare this truth that you matter, you're free, you're made in God's image and likeness, that he loves you and that you matter to this world. No matter who you are, no matter if you're the most powerful person in the world or the least powerful person in the world, if you are the genius of, of all time or if you are not, if you're powerful, not powerful, strong, weak, all these things, you matter. You matter. And if you matter, then your choices actually matter. Like you and I interacting in this world, it makes a difference in this world. That's one of the reasons why your, your good choices matter. Like, you know, even, even someone who can make a shipwreck of their life, you know, there have been many, many people who have served the poor, they have served um, those under, underprivileged people, they, they've taken care of others, and then it comes out that, you know, maybe they weren't always living as consistently in, the, in their private lives as they were in their public lives. And yes, it, that has an effect on the public good that they had done. But we recognize that that good lives on still. If someone was helped, if you were helped by someone that you find out later, find out later, um, turns out to not have been overly consistent, or maybe it turns out to not to have been a saint, that help is still real, right? 
that, that good that you do continues to live on. If you, you, maybe you were loved by your parents and you find out later on that like, you know, your parents weren't completely great. The fact that they loved you still lives on. The good we do lives on, even in spite of the bad we do. And also, the bad that we do lives on. Let's clarify this. Okay, so I mentioned that there are consequences to every one of our decisions. There's an eternal consequence and there's a temporary consequence. When it comes to the grace of Jesus Christ, what he does is his, his forgiveness in baptism, his forgiveness in confession, it removes or it transforms, it redeems our eternity. The internal consequences of our sins are washed away. That the choices that I made that would ultimately send me on a trajectory to hell, Jesus Christ has made an eternal difference in that. Those eternal consequences he has taken upon himself in his death, life, death, and resurrection. But there are still temporal consequences. There are still t consequences in time that we get to experience, not because God's like, well, I'm so mad about this and I'm still, you know, yeah, maybe I'll give you heaven, but in the meantime, boy, oh boy, am I pretty upset. That's not why. It's because that temporal consequence, those consequences in time are oriented towards our healing. They're oriented, even like this, here's David. How is that oriented toward his healing? Well, one of the things it was revealed to David is like, no, this is the seriousness of your sin. That not, not even you, David, who is the king of everything, who, think, who thought you could manipulate and use and abuse this woman and then get away with killing her husband, who are powerful people and beautiful people and influential people. No, no, you can't get away with this. In fact, you can't get away with this so fully that even your own son is vulnerable to this. So this is a correction. This is a teaching moment for David's life. And sometimes that's the reality for us too, is that God allows us to experience our, the consequence of our sin in time, not only to remind us that our choices matter, but also to provide an opportunity for correction, an opportunity for conviction, an opportunity to realize like, oh my gosh, this is a real thing. Just going to confession, just getting baptized, just repenting of my sin, yes, it will change my eternity. I've kind of made my own path in time. Now, the great news about this is God not only can redeem our eternity, he can redeem that paved path. Even if that path is, is, uh, has some negative consequences, right? Even if that path has painful consequences for us, God still redeems that because he's still there. He's not just present in eternity, he's also present in our lives. And if we hand our lives over, give our sins to the Lord and let him forgive them, yes, not only is our eternity changed, let me say this again, but even the consequences, even the negative consequences, consequences we have to experience, they can be redeemed too. Because if they cause us suffering, what God can do is he can transform that suffering. He allows us to participate in the consequences of our sins in time so as to be purified, so as to let our hearts be humbled, to give us wisdom, and also to embrace a share in his cross. And this is incredible. Yes, there are times when there's con the consequences of our sins are things that we just wish were gone. But the fact that we get to experience the consequences of our sins, even though we've been forgiven, is a sign of God's presence in our lives. That we matter, that our choices matter, not only in eternity but in time, but in time and in eternity, He is there. Now, here's the last thing. Now, because you might think, like, you might start to think, well, does He not really forgive us fully? And this is, this is the powerful uh, reality because Jesus, or God has promised in the, in the Bible that, you know, as far as the east is from the west, so far I've removed you from your sin. Um, that you were, your sins were red as scarlet, I've made you as pure as a driven snow. That's real. That can, Ah, the power of baptism, the power of confession is so real that it completely does remove this. In fact, so much so 
that I remember talking with an exorcist and the exorcist was saying that, yeah, before we go into, con into an exorcism, we uh, have to go to confession. Like everyone in the room goes to confession. He says, because you either go to confession in private beforehand or the demon uh, will make you go to confession publicly. Like the demon will know your sins and say them out loud in front of all these people who are there in the room for the exorcism. He says, so we make sure we all go to confession because the demon will say something like, I know what you did, but you know that if you've gone to confession, the demon has nothing, has nothing to, to point to, has nothing to offer, has nothing to convict you with, just pretends to. Because he said, if the demon knows, he's gonna say it out loud. And I remember him saying this, I, th I thought, like, wait a second, I asked him the question, I said, does that mean, like, this is the power of confession, right? That if you go to confession, the sins are so far gone that not even the demon knows, but if you don't go to confession, the sins are still known by the demons, by the evil one. And he said, yep, that's exactly, that's exactly it. The power of confession is that real. So, knowing that, God has transformed in confession and baptism. He has transformed our eternity. But even here and now, even though we have, might, might have to experience the consequences of our sins, we experience the freedom from our sins. God is not holding them against us. In fact, he has taken them so fully away that not even the angels of heaven or the demons below know of those sins. That's how much God loves you. For all of us here, this is Ascension Presents. My name is Father Mike. God bless.